Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Good morning, good people. Welcome to ADZ Sports Live, the morning show. I am your host, Will. Feel good Friday. Steal. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday. It is game day. I'm excited. I'm excited. Mic check, mic check. Let me know if I sound good, if I sound too loud, if I sound too low. Y'all know how we do. Either way, I'm good to go. Coming up today, injury updates, including the MRI gate with Dak Prescott, right? Players that have the most to prove tonight, okay? And we'll look at some stocks. We'll go diving into Wall Street. Stock up, stock down. Or we're going to hold tight on some people. Hold tight on some people. And like I said, guys, it is Feel Good Friday. So at the end of the show, you got to let me know. What makes you guys feel good today heading into the weekend? Uh, I got a couple things, and I'll share that later on in the show after we go through the entire slate of content starting at the top of the block. But what's going on, Cowboys Nation? I see we already got some people in the house. Jacob, what's up, man? Uh, Anita, Mr. Carson Smith, what's going on, C? Brandon Brown, Mike Harris, our guy Mike Crum, Miss Jackie. How you doing, Miss Jackie? Stevie Mac, the my God. Main purpose says I appreciate you giving us some content this morning. No problem, brother. Jesse Falls, my lady Michelle in the building, C. Nicks, and the many, many more that will be flowing through here today. I like that nickname. Uh, Christopher Lester says, good morning, young young Simba. Young Simba. Yeah, I kind of like that a little bit. Kind of like that a little bit. How you doing, Mr. MD87? I'm excited for today's show because it's jam-packed a little bit here. And uh, it's game day. It's, it's Cowboys. It's Cardinals. Now it's preseason, but I don't care. Because last night kind of got me in the mood. I was uh, sitting on the couch with my lady and I said, hey, it feels like football is really, really back now. I get it that Cowboys football has been here. I get it. We had a preseason game. But it felt like we were in that Cowboys bubble. It was just Cowboys. And I'm not really doing fantasy just quite yet because I got a lot going on. So I wasn't really all the way plugged into the rest of the league until last night. Until last night, got a chance to watch. Funny thing about that is NFC East, the first three games in the preseason slate, Cowboys, Washington, Washingtons, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Boom, boom, boom. All three. Did you guys get a chance to check out the games last night before we get into the show? I'll give you my quick thoughts on it. I did, and I know there was that play, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Chase Young absolutely obliterated. I think it was Isaiah Wilson or, or, or something like that. From the Patriots, and it started making its rounds around social media. He does look good. I ain't gonna hold you. Chase Chase Young is a beast, man. Uh, but Cowboys, hopefully, Tyron Smith stays healthy. Hopefully, he stays healthy because, like Brian Bradford says here, 
good morning, Terrence Steele's cousin. We don't want to see Terrence Steele back in there, right? We don't want that. But aside from Chase Young being Chase Young with the Washington Washingtons, Terry McLaurin had a couple catches, looked pretty decent. Uh, me, and, me and Stevie Mack were talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick. We wanted Ryan Fitzpatrick as a backup quarterback here for the Cowboys. I don't know how he's going to do. I, I don't know, guys. I don't. It, it's He's Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? I don't, I don't view him as a starter, but as a backup, I thought he would have been excellent for the Cowboys. And then on the Patriots side of things, um, Cam Newton looked like he was getting in the swing of things. But I got to give – let me give a shout-out real quick. Not a shout-out, but a, a little golf clap. A little golf clap to the Alabama uh, product. He looked pretty decent. Mac Jones looked – he looked comfortable. I'm not saying this guy's a starter right now. I'm just saying uh, Mac Jones looked – Kind of like he belonged. Uh, I liked his pocket awareness. Now, a lot of things were dink and dunk, but so is, that's what Cam Newton does. He dinks and he dunks. Uh, so, yeah, I thought yesterday was, it was fun to get back in the swing of things. Then you go over to the other side with the Philadelphia Eagles. There was just one play that really stood out. I mean, Quez, was it Quez Jenkins or Quez Watson? I can't, I can't Watkins. Quez Watkins with that 90-some yarder, 80-some yarder. Quick hitch to the house from Joe Flacco. And PFF dropped a tweet stating Joe Flacco is coming for quarterback one from a tunnel screen. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, here's, here's Tariq right here. Joe Flacco looks better than Jalen Hurts. Interesting. Does he? Let's get into the chat. Boom, there you go. Does he? I, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Isaiah Wynn. Thank you, Aegon. Isaiah Wynn. That was Wilson. But uh, B. Burr says Fitch. Fitzpatrick is either four, 400 yards or four interceptions. Yeah, that's usually how it goes for uh, Fitzpatrick. Uh, Haskins actually was decent yesterday, but then the Eagles also have no defense, even with their starters. And that's the thing. I'm watching these Heineke's and, and the Dobbs and Haskins, and I'm just like, Dallas, you had a shot, man. I'm not going to beat, beat a dead horse with the backup situation, but you had a shot to get one of those guys, so... Um, it was fun to get back into the swing of things with other teams playing as well. But tonight, the Cowboys are on slate. Late game, 9 o'clock Central, 10 o'clock Eastern. Pretty dang on late, if you ask me. But a lot to watch for, and we're, we're definitely going to get into that uh, in block two of the show. But the first block is all about the morning roundup. So let's jump right into that because there's some news that we want to get into. All right, guys. Get your damn, yeah. Get your damn act together. Yeah, Jerry, tell him. Tell him. <laughs> Dalton Schultz, I don't think this is really getting a lot of wind out there, but maybe because it's not a serious situation. But Dalton Schultz left practice a couple days ago. Uh, last practice, I believe it was, or two practices prior. And Oxnard, he left practice. He rolled his ankle up. So I decided to do some digging because I didn't wasn't hearing anything. So I reached out to a source. Source said they're waiting to hear back on test results, but of a lot of optimism that he is fine. I'll repeat. They're waiting to hear back on test results, but a lot of optimism that he is fine. Hey, shout out to Uncle Charles in the building. It's been a while, Uncle Charles. Good to see you here this morning, guy. Good to see you here. 
So Dalton Schultz, I, I figured this is a, important, right? You don't want Dalton Schultz to be out for an extended period of time uh, because he has proven to be a very solid tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. As much as a Blake Jarwin stand as I am, I'm not stupid to admit that Dalton Schultz definitely more than held his own. Whoa. Super chat. Big time super chat from Dylan. Appreciate you, Dylan. He says, congrats on the move and the show, Scott. It's payday, so I'm showing some love while I have the money. <laughs> Let's go, Cowboys Nation. Thank you, good brother. Very much appreciate that, sir. And thank you for the uh, compliments on the move. We are getting adjusted. It's still preseason for me and for A to Z Sports Dallas here. Still preseason, right? Remember, we had that hiccup the last two shows. I think we went back. We studied the tape, right? We made some adjustments. Now, let's see if the streaming service can execute. (laughs) Let's see if they can execute. All right, but Dalton Schultz, man. So, it looks like, according to the source, that he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. And that had me thinking about the tight end room. Uh, Blake Jarwin is still kind of getting his feet wet, I guess. He's still working his way back from that injury. Uh, and we don't need to have him being coming back slow than Dalton Schultz being out. And now we're thrusted McKeon and Sprinkle, who we'll talk about later. McKeon is his stock maybe up, guys. Super chat. B. Burr says, $10 donation. Thank you, brother. Sky, I told y'all the other day the Cowboys look at injuries with rose-colored glasses. That's why I don't trust them. Are you speaking about Dak's MRI? I, I got something for you on that. I think I think those with the same thought process of you with this MRI are overthinking it. And we'll get to that in a quick second, B-Bird. Malik Hooker is close. You can take that how you want. You can play on words how you want with that. But Malik Hooker is close. According to the Cowboys safety, Malik Hooker did some individual work in pads for the first time in training camp. And Cowboys chief operating officer Stephen Jones believes Hooker will ramp up practice, his practice work very soon. Stephen Jones says hopefully next week, hopefully he'll be jumping in. And head coach Mike McCarthy says he's getting better. He's getting close. Jesse says, I wouldn't rush Hooker back either. Same. Same. Now, here's the thing. And I had mentioned this on Twitter, discussing this with Barry Church, who maybe we'll have that discussion on the show here soon. He believes that DeMonte KZ is the guy. Period. I tend to agree right now. I tend to agree. And his his reasoning was he knows the system. He knows the Dan Quinn. He's a he's the veteran of not only the NFL, but this system. And with less than a month away, I don't think you want to roll out a guy. Granted, as good as Malik Hooker is, I believe both healthy, all playing fields equal. He's the better player. The playing fields are not equal right now. But you don't want to roll out a guy still trying to get acclimated, not only to the system, but to just playing football again against Tom Brady. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that with, with Tom Brady out there. He'll pick you apart. So my rebuttal to the whole situation, it's really not a rebuttal. I just added on. If you can get a fairly healthy season out of Malik, out of KZ, and out of Donovan Wilson, y'all tell me if I'm wrong here. I think this would be the most talented safety trio the Cowboys have had in, in, in at least a half decade, maybe since 2016, where you have Barry Church, 
I think Wilcox was back there. Byron Jones was playing safety. Uh, and then you had our guy. Who was our guy? Jeff Heath. Not saying those guys were world beaters, but as a unit, I thought they were pretty decent together. MD says he'll work his way in. Tino says, right now he is, but Hooker can stay healthy. He has a higher ceiling. That's how I always feel about Hook, Malik Hooker. Um, I look at it this way. It's going to be interesting because if, if Malik comes back and he actually pushes for that position prior to the season starting, then I think we'll get a, a meritocracy of sorts, right? You'll get that fair uh, competition. However, if he doesn't come back soon enough and KZ comes in and he just stamps his approval of being that guy. Malik Hooker could just be the reserve unless they decide to find packages to get him on the field. And we heard Joe Witt. I'm not sure if you read this, guys, but Joe Witt did talk about getting Kennedy and Jordan Lewis. That could just be coach talk on the field at the same time. It was more of a he was bigging up Kennedy. But I find that interesting that they're trying to look to get two nickel guys on the field at the same exact time. All right, and of course, Dak Prescott is getting a second MRI scheduled, and the world goes crazy. <sighs> you know what? I'm not going to say anything right now. We're going to go right into the first word, and the first word is Dak Prescott actually talking about his comeback, if you want to call it that, his recovery, his process, and a little bit about uh, the MRI. Here's the first word, Dak Prescott. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the plan. Uh, obviously, if everything keeps progressing is the way it's been, um, and that's how that's, I'm going to be optimistic about that. Uh, obviously, keep doing the things that I need to do, um, being very cautious with it, though, uh, making sure that, more importantly, I'm ready for uh, the season opener. How do you feel after these last two days? Yeah, good. Uh, just, I mean, no necessarily residuals, uh, no soreness um, past uh, what we necessarily expect, I guess we can say. Um, so, I mean, just staying on this track, staying smart about it, and I'm looking forward to continuing to do that, keep stacking more days on top of each other, uh, getting more reps as I go, and as, as you said, getting to some of these team reps and just continue to progress. Do you have an MRI that now, I'll have another one when I get back to Dallas, um, but yeah. And, and that's what sent the world ablaze. I'll have another one when I get back to Dallas. Before we talk about that, though, the call-in line is open, guys. 351-999-3787. If you want to call in, give your take on the Dak Prescott situation on uh, on the Cowboys versus the Cardinals preseason week two, stock up, stock down, who has most to prove, all that good stuff. Whatever you want to talk about, it is open. 351-999-3787. Already, Dre the Great, second MRI, that's concerning. Uh, here's the thing, and, and, and I'll, I'll let people down there in the know and former players kind of speak on this because it's kind of the thought process I had. But they could say it better than I can. So first, we'll start with um, Orlando Scandrick. And they're probably like, what? Why are you showing it? Listen, guys, he played for the Cowboys. He's an NFL player. He knows what he's talking about. So the Cowboys sent out this cryptic. I don't want call it cryptic. I personally think they're talking down to Cowboys Nation. I do. I feel like they have to say, hey, guys, it's not a setback. It's not a reason to worry. 
But quarterback Dak Prescott is planning on getting another MRI because Cowboys Nation, we, we love our team so much. We're so dialed in. We take every little bit of news and we overanalyze it. But former player Orlando Scandrick, he says, which is completely a normal thing. You routinely get two MRIs when you come back from any muscle injury. This isn't news. Next. I mean, what? These are players that play the game that are saying this. These are these are people that are down there in Dallas that are saying this is nothing to worry about. But as fans, we we have our own opinions on things. And, and like B-Bird said, sometimes they don't tell the truth. But in this instance, I don't see why Dak would lie. Uh, I don't necessarily. The team isn't really saying anything, right? It's Dak that's doing the most talking. The team has been steady the whole entire time. We're taking precaution. We're taking precaution. And then you have Todd Archer, who I respect a whole lot. He says, Dak's words, no residuals, no soreness. Those are Dak's words, guys. Now, let's use common sense on the upcoming MRI when the Cowboys get back home. Do you really believe the team would let him throw if they had any concern right now after having giving him rest for two weeks? <clears throat> Let me repeat. Do you really believe the team would let him throw if they had any concern right now after having him have rest, having him rest for two weeks? That's a question I want to ask you guys. What's going on Facebook? We got Rashad Allen in the house. Shout out to Facebook in the building. He says all Dak needs to worry about is getting ready for when it's uh, real out there. And that's what he's doing. Serious question. Do you believe they would let him throw if there was any concerns? Because I don't believe so. Jeremy says, uh, Dak is fine. Good morning, Adrian. How you doing? I truly don't believe that if Dak Prescott, if his injury was a problem right now, he would be out there throwing the ball. We just saw him throwing the rock two days ago. And next week, we'll start to ratchet it up a little bit. Now, if we get to preseason game three, preseason game four, and they're saying, hey, we don't want to roll Dak out there because there's still some issues going on. Yeah, I didn't, my, my worry meter goes up. But I'll ask you guys now, because the last time we talked, Dak hadn't thrown yet. So from a scale of 1 to 10 with this new information, what is your level of concern with Dak Prescott's shoulder? What's your level of concern? I'm with you. I can't pronounce your name. I'm going to call you Neek. <laughs> Neek says, if Dak said he feels good, why would he lie about his own health? Sometimes players, if I'm playing devil's advocate, I guess sometimes player can put on that tough mentality, but I believe him. He's out there throwing. He's out there throwing. All right, we got Scott Langley says a seven. That's really high. That's That's really high. That's super concerning. Gene says zero, Eric, zero, Brian, zero, MD, three, Jimmy, one, Rashad says four, Crumb says two, Marsha says they won't let him throw, McCarthy ain't that stupid, I, I, you see they pulled him back when they figured something might be up, Nick says one, Jacob, three, Adrian, two, Jackie, zero, I'm not concerned, uh, because Dak is not concerned, Stevie says 5.17, of course, Steve, Kevin's not even concerned at all, negative five, Tony, one, Carson Smith, three, so a lot of you guys aren't that concerned. 
Now, y'all know me. Y'all know me. I'm, I'm going to throw a curveball to you guys. Y'all know Sky and I do. I'm not concerned. Uh, my level actually dropped because when we first when we first did this, it was a four. Remember I said a four? This is before Dak came back throwing with Coop and whatnot. I think so. And um, I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on. Now we know a little bit what's going on. He's throwing. He's trending upwards. He's getting a second MRI to make sure everything is good to go. My concern level has dropped to two. I'm not going to completely say zero because it's it's an ache and it may pop back up. But again, it's worth monitoring all the way up until week one. But if Dak said he's fine, he's fine. Here's where I am concerned. If it does pop back up, if some type of injury does pop back up, I still don't believe in the backups. You would think ankle injury. You seen the, the proof last year of the situation. Go get it back up. Arm, arm injury. You see the proof here against the Steelers game. Go get it back up. Cowboys just seem way too chill for me at the backup position. Way too chill. I don't like it. It's kind of a an arrogance. And, I, and I've been seeing, and, and I, I said this before, guys, and I'll say it again. Don't feed me. Oh, well, if that goes down, it doesn't matter. False. That is not true. Tell New Orleans Saints that. Tell the Philadelphia Eagles that. And I'm not saying season ender. Season ender, yeah, unless you got a experience backup like that, that good experience backup, probably doesn't matter. Probably doesn't matter. But two, three games, yeah, I need me a capable backup. That's all. And I don't care if they struck out on Andy Dalton last year. You don't stop. That's the problem that I get. That that's that's what I kind of get from Steven Jones. It's always, ah, well, I paid Brandon Carr. I can't pay anybody else. It didn't work out. D- did it not work out? I think it worked out. I think it worked out enough. Ah, well, see, we paid, you know, at the end of the day, we paid Andy Dalton and he sucked. So if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. MD says, Sky, what your concern level with the backup in one to ten? I mean, if, if, if you just heard me go on this sermon here, it's pretty high. I think my concern is about a seven or eight at the backup position. It is. It is. Feast your eye says people just need to relax. Rashad says, I don't like it either, especially where there's a lot of talent. Yeah. And I know that this talent level can help uplift a Garrett Gilbert. I don't know about a Ben DiNucci. I don't know about a Cooper Rush. This this is this is concerning, but Garrett, Garrett Gilbert's not, he just doesn't feel like the guy to me just quite yet. Need to see more. And maybe we'll see that today. Maybe that's one of the guys that has more to prove in today's game. Marsha says, Dak ain't rusty. He has a football field in his backyard. He's been throwing all year. I'm going to push back on you, Marsha. Hold on. I'm going to push back on you just a little bit. I do think Dak Prescott needs to be out there. I do think so. You got to remember, this isn't a guy who missed the last two weeks of the season or just missed the offseason. He missed. He, he was out in October, week five, and hasn't been hit since then. Hasn't had that feel since then. I think as an athlete that's coming back from a major surgery, a major injury, the last hurdle to get over it completely is mentally. And he spoke about that, I think in OTAs where he said, 
you know, that last step is a psychological step. And you can go through all the game, live game type action, fake games at practice all you want. But until he gets out there, I don't think mentally, psychologically, you can fully be completely over it. So I do, I do want to see Dak at least get a series or two in this preseason. I don't think he needs to be out there long, but I think it'd be good for him to get out there. Last question on this Dak situation. Should Dak Prescott get some snaps in preseason? Yes or no? Good morning, Ruben. Yes or no? Should Dak Prescott get some snaps? I believe so. Uh, I, I don't know if it has anything to do with physical rust more than mental rust. Brian said, my concern is about the hot heat in Dallas and the team staying healthy. Uh, usually they'll, they'll, they'll go inside and practice in the star, if I'm not mistaken, if the weather is too much. And nowadays, it's not like back in the day, right? Uh, 70s, 80s, 90s, where they're practicing outside all day, every day. Teams are more aware of, of the health aspect of, of football. Back then, it was put some dirt on and get back out there. Even in the Little League level, I remember, <laughs> I never forget this play. I did. A, I had like a blindside block. I absolutely rung this dude's bell for Redland. Got up. I was seeing like three or four different things. Eyes crossed, little woozy, get to the sideline. How many fingers I got up? I couldn't even tell you how much it was. I probably said the wrong thing. He said, good, go back out there. They're not doing that no more. <laughs> They're not doing that no more. Uh, Brandon, yes. Tino says yes. Carson, yes. Everyone is saying yes for Dak Prescott to get out there and get a few snaps. Miss Jackie says yes if he wants to. I don't want Miss Jackie. I don't be- Listen, I know it's Dak. And he's a franchise, and he's Dak Prescott. But we don't want him to have more power than a head coach. That could be scary. Uh, Tino says, deaf, immense, deaf mental, bro. Austin says, as long as Tyron and Lael out there. That <clears throat> is a good point. That is a good point. As long as Tyron Smith and Lael, if they're not out there, get, get my man out of there. Oh, my fault, brother. One second. I got to mute you. One second. Got a call on the line, guys. I forgot to uh, mute everybody. All right, before we get to the second block, let's go ahead and take this caller real quick. 905. What it is, what it do? How you doing, Sky? Congrats on everything. Thank you, good sir. How are you? Good. I just want to say about the DAC MRI. Okay. If you look, uh, a lot of the times we see McCarthy... He's always planning for the season. He likes to get the O-line, the second O-line working to get experience. Yep. So if you have access to all these MRIs, wouldn't you scan it, see what it looked like after two weeks? If it comes up during the season, you know exactly how to treat it. Yeah. I mean, you, you heard what Orlando Skandrick had to say, right? He said, this is normal. When you have a muscle injury, you want to have a follow-up MRI to make sure that you're not straining it anymore or see how far along on progression you, progression you are, see if it's fully healed. Yeah, and we know in the end, Cowboys make clicks, right? So everyone needs to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I, but I do think it's a genuine concern for Cowboys fans because of what we saw last year with Dak, right? Like, if Dak never got hurt, I don't know that people will be freaking out as much. But I think people are a little up in arms because we saw what happened when Dak went down. Yeah. And the other thing I want to say about the backup QB, I don't know if there is a perfect solution, 
But at one point, we got to think we have all the offensive pieces. If Kellen Moore is that good, good offensive coordinator like a Sean Payton when he loses a quarterback, scheme it up. Figure a way out. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I agree. And we talked about that last year. I'm not sure if you followed the show, uh, the channel last year. We talked about how the coaches have to help the players. Now, it got to a point where it was extremely hard to do that when you're down to your fifth and sixth tackle, right? You're down to your third yeah, and fourth yeah. quarterback. Your, your defense is giving up 35 points per game. It's tough for an offensive coordinator to yeah. overcome all of that. But there were times where uh, I believe Kellen Moore could have helped his offense a little bit better. Yeah, I'm just talking scenario. Just losing Dak, all the other pieces stay the same. I hope Kellen Moore will be able to overcome that because I think he is good. Yeah, this is a we talked about prove it players today. This this is kind of a of a, of a prove it year for for Kellen Moore for Cowboys fans. Maybe not in general for his career because I believe most people in the NFL believe he's a smart, sharp young kid that's going to be a successful offensive coordinator in this league. So if Dallas doesn't want him or Cowboys Nation doesn't want him, somebody will pick him up. Uh, but I think for Cowboys fans to feel at ease with Kellen Moore, this is a uh, important year. Oh, absolutely. That's it, brother. Uh, yeah, that's all I got for today. I'm still working, but thanks for taking my call. A little nervous hey. at the start. And uh, just one more thing. I don't want. I don't know if I'm speaking out of line, but I hope the around the nation doesn't end because that's a great premise and a great show. Thank you, brother. We are going. Uh, somebody else mentioned that about around the nation. I'm working on a way to to get that back going in in, in a way, but it may not be here exactly, but it'll be in the YouTube community. So um, we're going to figure that out because I think that'll be real fun during the season. We had fun with it during draft. You know, now we'll have actual, real, legitimate Cowboys content and and uh, reactions to talk about. So right. we'll look forward yeah. to it. Thanks for the call, right, man. Take my sky call. No problem. Right. Call it again. All right. Later. Great call there, great call there. Thank you, uh, Terrence here for the do- the five dollar donation. Super chat. And Stevie Max says, "Don't forget to follow the IG page." Yes, listen, don't forget to follow everything out A to Z Sports Dallas on Instagram or on Twitter. You can also follow me, uh, Skywalker, still on Twitter as well. I'm very engaging on there, just like here, except for it's just in the Twitter world. But I will tell you this: if you're a troll, I I, I might give you maybe. One reply. Sometimes you might not get none. Sometimes you get duped into the trolls. Sometimes they start off, don't think they're trolls. And then they start saying wild stuff. Right, listen, I don't got time for that. And trolling doesn't mean disagreeing. I disagree with a ton of people on Twitter. But they're actually people who uh, say just crazy things. I, I'm, I'm trying to be PC here. But, but you know how it is if you're on Twitter. You know how it is if you're on Twitter. Good morning, T. Will. He says, good morning, my brother. Daryl says, we definitely have to do something about the backup quarterback situation because uh, what we have going on right now really isn't working for me. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right, let's get to the second block of the show, and that's who I think has a lot to prove. <laughs> they have a lot to prove. Shout out to you, Daywalker Vaughn. Skywalker Skills, he says. So my question to you, and I'm probably going to present this in a versus kind of way as opposed to individuals. Who has the most to prove tonight? And if you want to call in, you can 351-999-3787. I don't bite. Who has the most to prove tonight? I'm going to start off with this one here. 
Bradley and I versus Azur. Azur, if I'm saying that right, Kamar. You guys let me know. Bradley and I versus Azur Kamar. And I'm going to tell you who I think it is. Somebody's trying to call in and keep hanging up. <laughs> uh, thank you, Truth Only. Truth Only with the 999 donation. Super chat. Super Much chat. Pre- Oop, twice. Two times. Appreciate it, man. All right, let's see what y'all got in the chat here. Shane says, and Shane, if this is Shane Carter, the new, our new addition to A to Z Sports Dallas, shout out to you. I got you later in the show. We're going to be looking at your uh, your article there. Uh, he says Bradley and Nye. Jacob says a Nye. Carson Smith, a Nye. Easy. MD and I, Adrian and I, Isaac Kamara, Joshua and I, Matt, Matty O, Professor O, what's up, man? We're going to get that Professor O call-in segment, I promise you, brother. Uh, Stevie says Kamara. So, for me, I think it's Bradley and I. That's why he's there. And here's why. Uh, he's kind of been MIA. He literally has been MIA. In fact... Remember before the stream crapped the bed last on Tuesday or, or Wednesday, I had a stock down segment ready to go. I had stock down, ready to go. In fact, I'll show you. I'll show you. He was on my stock down. Bradley and I was on my stock down because he was held out of the Hall of Fame game. And we needed to see a little bit more of Bradley and I because he was a fifth round pick last year. He hasn't been playing, really hadn't got a lot of love, in my opinion, at camp all the way until Kyle Yeoman showed a little bit of love. And before he showed a little bit of love, I thought he was in trouble. And here's why. He's not a Dan Quinn sponsor. Basham is in front of him. Carter was getting more tick. Uh, Armstrong, I don't think Armstrong is going anywhere. He's... He's on this team, guys. If you don't like Dorrance Armstrong, he's on this team. It is what it is. He's a special teams guy, core special teams guy, and apparently he's having one of the better camps <clears throat> down there in Oxnard. And then you have Kamara, who showed some flashes against the Pittsburgh Steelers and flashes against the Rams, and he's really playing. All of that, and then this happens. Kyle Human says, Br- Bradley and I is getting significant snaps and mixing in with some of the first-team defenders. Had a good rep, a near sack while going up against Tyron Smith. But don't worry, Tyron Smith got him back on the next couple of snaps. So when I saw that, I said, oh, okay, that is interesting because didn't travel, really didn't hear much about Bradley and I this offseason, and then boom, he's getting significant snaps, and he's mixing in with the first team. So now my antennas are very high tonight. They are very high because if Bradley and I does not make himself felt in the next two preseason games, probably three for really thinking about he's going to play two week, two week, three week, four for us. There's really no week four in general, but the fourth game, if he doesn't get hurt, he needs to show out. He needs to show out. Thank you for the donation. Calvin Jefferson. He says super chat. The entire D-line has the most to prove. I don't care which string is out there. I want to see some push up the middle and good run defense. Yeah. So I'm saying Bradley. With this Bradley and Kamara, I'm saying it's Bradley because Kamara showed, in my opinion, that, that he has some juice. 
And, and again, we talked about this last week right after the game. I said, when it comes to what this team needs, it reminds me of the receiver position. Uh, when I was talking about in the draft how I would love to get the cat from Alabama because he has the speed. It was an aspect to this deep offense that we didn't have. It was the speed. And when it comes to Kamara and Bradley and Nye, Nye has the tool sets. He has a lot of tools in his box. But Kamara has something that this defense does not have outside of Randy Gregory. And that speed off the edge. Not counting Michael Parsons, right? I'm just speaking strictly defensive ends, strictly edge rushers. So I'm really going to pay attention to Kamara. Really going to pay attention to Bradley and I. Only six snaps last year in 2020. So, you know, he's got to show up. He's got to show up. Jackie said, Miss Jackie, I'm good as long as AB is not on this team. And AB didn't make any, he didn't make Shane's list, which is which is a bit of a surprise. All right, so second one. Second one of who has the most to prove. <laughs> Simi Fehoko or Reggie Robbins? That might be a tricky one for y'all. Simi Fehoko or Reggie Robinson? Our guy Sosa in the building, Cowboys Network, says, would, would like to see if Kennedy's spark will show up in games as well yeah Mo's definitely in the stock up Semi Fehoko or Reggie Robertson who has the most to prove of the two getting a lot of both Jason says Semi E.T. says Robertson Crumb says Robertson he has no sponsor Joe says Robertson Jacob that's good. This is good right here. Robin Hoko. Semi because all of the wide receivers are showing up this year. This one's tough. Even right now, for me, it's tough. But I'm going to go semi. I'm going to go semi. Here's why. It's probably more of a case of uh, he's fresher in my mind. Than Reggie Robinson. I feel like Reggie Robinson, it's it's a it's a wrap. I don't think he has a shot to make this 53-man roster. Maybe the practice squad, but not the 53-man roster. So the reason why I'm, I'm gonna say semi is because he's a fifth round pick. He did get a little bit of hype heading into this offseason. Interesting. Joe says Fahoko doesn't really need to prove anything. That is very interesting. I wonder why you think he doesn't need to prove anything. Hell, even Maurice Kennedy said it's a year-to-year lead. You have to prove it. <laughs> why wouldn't why wouldn't Simi need to prove that he belongs? Even though, yes, he's a fifth-round pick. That's the only thing really that could be holding him is that he's a fifth-round pick. But he's a fifth-round pick. He's not a first-round pick. Not a second round pick. Not a third round pick. He's a fifth. And he struggled. He's he's struggled a bit here in the offseason. In this drill right here, there's the first. That's crazy. How how uncanny is that? There's the first drop. He had multiple drops in this drill. And I'm not holding this against him. Um, Didn't really much show up against the Steelers. Granted, Ben DiNucci's throwing you the rock. But guess what? You have to work with what you have. You have to make... Uh, uh, waves. You have to show yourself. 
And if he's not going to show himself offensively, then he needs to show himself on special teams. Because if you want to get a sponsor in your back pocket, guys, you better get on the good side. You better get on the good side of Bones Fossil. Because Bones Fossil can get you on this team. AT said, if Simi was let go, let's be honest, he would be picked up real quick. Yeah, maybe. At this point, I don't say that anymore. I've been down this road, ET. I'm not sure how long you've been down this road, but I'm pretty sure as long as I have, I say this every freaking year. So-and-so will get picked up. What happens? They never get picked up. They never get picked up. So I'm not saying that he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't get picked up. He very well may be because we heard Brian Broder say that Simi has some third-round grades on certain teams. He had third-round grades. But guess what? Will that matter in Dallas <laughs> if he doesn't show anything? Are you going to keep a kid around? And see, that's the thing. That's where now let's test your loyalty here. Are you about politics or are you about best player? Because if Simi is having a terrible camp and he's being outplayed by so-and-so and so-and-so, are you going to keep him just because he's the fifth-round pick? Or are you going to play the best player? That's where that balance comes in. What are we going to do here? So that's why I think Simi needs to show something uh, so he can show the Cowboys Nation and to the Cowboys staff that, hey, man, this isn't just a guy who's just wide-eyed. I agree, B. Bird. We overvalue our receivers. Simi will not make or break our season. Absolutely will not. Absolutely. So that's what I'm saying. If he gets picked up by someone else, what does that really mean for Dallas besides a wasted fifth-round pick? We've been down that road before. We've been down that road before. Joshua said Lynch was talking about uh, them wanting him. That, that, you know, that, that's fine, you know. <laughs> Let's be honest, Tony Pollard is a wide receiver six at this point. Yeah, that too. Ark says politics is a norm in Dallas. If Simi doesn't show out, he's on this team for the future. Like, way in the future. Maybe next year. We'll see. But we're talking about a guy who's likely not ever going to dress. Be real with yourselves. Are you putting Simi Fehoko over Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown? You're not doing, not right now. If you're being real with yourselves, you're not putting Simi over those guys. You're not. Nor for the Stars says Simi is at a point where he has not shown enough, where now maybe Cowboys hide him a bit and just redshirt him. That's that's another thing. We'll start talking about that here soon because guess what, guys? Cuts are Tuesday. So on Wednesday's show, we'll talk about some of these cuts, but cuts start Tuesday. Monday, we'll review tonight's game. Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, we'll talk about some of the cuts. And Mo, we'll talk about that on Tuesday night. Let's get a phone call here real quick. Thank you for holding 332. What it is, what it do. Why, is this Felipe, Felipe from France? What's going on, good brother? Th- thank you for calling in, man. You always comment. I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, sorry. They can't hear me. Uh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna just uh, for tonight for the tonight's game I'm gonna pay attention to number sixty, uh, Alakon. Yeah. Uh, I think he held his own uh, in the Hall of Fame game, you know. And I want to see more to see if he belongs. Uh, do you believe he will still be on the um, on the roster come Tuesday? And I, I have another question. Uh, I'd like to know uh, what uh, who's gonna be. Uh, on our D-line uh, rotation in week one, uh, in your view. Thanks for taking my call. Take care. Continue uh, to feed us with great content, and uh, I'll call you back uh, another day. Bye-bye. Thank you, Felipe. Man, that's awesome, man. When you, when you can get France calling me. Man, that was awesome. Pretty dope, man. Cowboys Nation is is deep. Cowboys Nation is deep. So, Alakon, is he in the D-line? It's a question, right? Let me I'll make sure I forget. Yeah, he's somebody I'm going to want to see, and I think he does make the cut. Because if you look at the tape, at least, from the Pittsburgh game, I thought he played his butt off. I, I'm going to be real, of the backup lineman, and that's what my next part of who has most to prove, I thought he played the best. And he's, he's been sliding in at guard. So somebody like Brandon Knight better watch out. But a, a a rule was passed that you can call up. First of all, let me step back. Let me slow down. Alacron is from the international program. Program. So there's there's a special set of rules. There's about 14 players spread out across the league, and Isaac, I think it is Alacron, is one of them. And the rule states that he can stay on the practice squad for three years. But there was a new rule passed, maybe Professor O or Steve, you can let me know, where these guys can actually be called up now if, if you do stash them in a practice squad to play in a game this year. And I don't know if I'm ready to rely on him just quite yet, but I like the development that I'm seeing and I'm hearing. So let him continue to develop under Joe Philbin because I, I, y'all know me. I gave a lot of kudos to Joe Philbin. I thought he held it down last year. Thought he did a phenomenal job. Ala, so Tino says, I'm, I'm probably saying it wrong. <laughs> Thank you, Gene. Gene says you're the man. Uh, oh, you're, you misspelled. Okay. He says, Alakon has a chance. He's hungry. You see, he, he wanted to try that cake. Y'all remember that picture I put up last time. Uh, Joshua says, who you cutting first? Why is everyone trying to up this Alakon guy? He will be cut. I don't think E.T., he, need, he, he needs to be cut. If I'm not mistaken, you can put him literally on the practice squad, no problem. But again, I have to go back and refresh up that because he's part of the international program where they assign the, you this player, you pick the player, however it goes, and they're with the team and you can keep them on the team with no issues, no worries of him getting grabbed um, on your squad. So, yes, he also doesn't count as a ras- roster spot if he makes it. Maybe that's what it is, Carson. So, I think they're... <laughs> It's not really hype. It's, he played well, E.T. I think he played well. Jacob says, on Tuesday, need to cut five players. Who are those five? Whoa, you put me on the spot. Let me answer Felipe's second question though, before I get to that. Defensive line. He says, who do I think the defensive line will be? The rotation. That's about like nine or ten players. <laughs> so off the top of my head, help me out, Cowboys Nation. D-Law, Randy Gregory, Brent Urban, Carlos Watkins, Neville Gallimore. I'm not going to say Tristan. Not going to say Tristan. 
Quentin Bohanna. Then it gets funky. Dorrance Armstrong, Terrell Basham. And I'm going to say, give me Kamara. I'm, I'm ready to see Kamara. Oso Digizua, thank you. And Kamara, I, I want more speed. Let's see if we can sneak Bradley and I on the practice squad. Unless, obviously, we're just talking right now, August 13th, 9 o'clock a.m. Central. I would love to get Kamara on the squad. Shane, Tank Gregory, Basham, Anai, Golston, Golston, IR. I'm IR and Golston. I don't really want to count him on there. So he says, week one, I'm not putting Golston week one. Armstrong, Gallimore, Urban, Bohanna, Osa, Watkins. So what I would do there, Shane, I would swap Golston for Kamara. i do the whole trick. Hey, Kamara, come here. We're going to cut you, right? To put Golston on the team, IR him. We want you back. That's what I would do. I would also IR Tristan Hill. That's what I would do. I think we got my OG in the building. B-Bird. Having this guy? What's going on, man? How are you, man? Long time no speak. I'm doing, yeah, man, it's been a while, but I try not to call unless I have something to say, man. <laughs> hey, man, uh, congratulations on the new job and everything. You know, we talked a little bit offline and everything, but yeah. uh, congratulations, man. It's well-deserved, man. It's, and this is not the last stop, brother. I told you that, too. Yeah, yeah, you, you man, you're, you're, your words def- of encouragement definitely uh, helped me along the way. I-, I really do appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. So I was I was just wanting to tell Cowboy fans that, uh, you know, don't have a lot of trepidation behind Simi. Uh, this guy's had uh, – he knew he was coming into – you got five wide receivers that pretty much are there. You got to beat some out. Um, either he's going to be a demon on special teams or he's going to start making some plays. He's had practices. We haven't heard much from him. Uh, you have to stand out. Uh, every snap that you take, every route you run, um, is, is important for a person that, that was drafted that late. And you're trying to uh, – team. this team has great wide receivers. But here's the deal I was going to tell you. If he, makes, if he doesn't make the practice squad, guess what? He just don't make the practice squad. And what, what it is is, uh, man, we have so much trepidation behind that. Dude, name somebody that we've, that we've cut that we go back and say, man, I wish we wouldn't have cut that guy. Every it's, team's going to have some of those guys, yeah. man. It's just that like, there's going to be one here, sprinkle there, sprinkle there. The one, there's not going to be anyone that's going to make a difference. No, I'll, I'll give you one name that I can remember, and it was because of my research this offseason. I didn't even remember. It was because of research. Uh, Shelby Harris. Cowboys had Shelby Harris under their, their wings, and they cut him, and he got picked up, and the rest is history with Shelby Harris. But but it's not like it happens every year. Oh, you cut this guy, and he goes on to be a, a great player. So, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, you can't you can't worry about you know what I'm saying the things that okay I, I, you just you cut him and you move on you can't worry about what's going to happen after that mm. because he has his opportunities he because sometimes when you cut a person um, hey maybe they say hey you know what hey I got to change my diet I got to change my work I could, they could be when they go trial for somebody else they could just change themselves into somebody different and they would have done that when they were with you you know what I'm saying so yeah. uh, one thing I think you, you talked about the other day I, I was uh, uh, thinking about Parsons. And in that, uh, I did go back and see uh, uh, HBO Hard Knocks. Yeah. And when Chuck Parker was talking to LVE, and LVE was saying, you can't make all the plays, you know. Here's the deal, man. I kind of like Parson wanting to make all the plays. And the reason why is because, you know, that, that Camp Cupcake, that, that, that country uh, club atmosphere is, hey, you can't make all the plays, do what you can. I understand that it's it got to be strategic, but let this guy run. And what it is, I think that that guy, just looking at his personality, 
uh, look at his athletic ability and, and how he can play the position. I think he's going to be end up being our leader because, you know, oh, yes. we have a void in leadership. We talked about that before. Yeah. And all he has to do is go out there and prove it on the field. And I think it can happen this year where people are rally around him. But I would love for them to everybody to be affected by, I want to make every play, then affected by, hey, you can't make all of them. The you, men- you hear what I'm saying? I totally get you. The mentality, I want everybody to have that mentality, however, yeah. within the defensive scheme. Because what, what absolutely, what, absolutely, yeah, what he was trying to say, what LVE was trying to say was, and again, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the actual quote memorized, but essentially, it's let the play come to you in a way like you, you, you sometimes you have to play your keys, you have to play your assignment so somebody else can make that play. Because if you don't play that assignment, it can end up being a busted play. So, and that's and who, who, who better than LVE? to realize and understand that, right? He was a rookie just a few years ago, yeah, yeah, hungry, I, I trying to get in front of Sean Lee and make make plays. And that's what he did his rookie year. He hasn't been that same playmaker since, but um, I agree. Have the mentality, but well, let me ask, the defense. Let me ask you this question. So so you play basketball, right? Yes. Is it ever is it, is it ever really a good idea to take a a, 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 jump, a, a jump shot on a double team or, or, or go against a double team? It's probably not a good idea, right? Unless you're Kobe Bryant, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, no. You get what I'm getting to? <laughs> so, 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 yeah, it ain't right unless you're a special athlete. Well, LVE, yeah, it might not be right for you to do that, but this dude here runs a 4-3. He might be the fastest guy on our team as a linebacker. A so don't hold him back. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad nobody told Lawrence Taylor that. And this guy runs a man, the four three. If he runs a four four, he's still a fast dude on our team. I mean, this guy's a, a special athlete, man. And so, eh, I don't really want you telling. I don't want the six eight man on the bench telling the special athlete what to do in basketball. Oh, like I that's a special it. dude, man. I love it. I love it because it that is and, you make an interesting point. Like he's that good. In fact, he's so good. Even when he messes up, his athleticism allows him to correct it. But we saw that a ton. In college, but yeah. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll play devil's advocate, B Bird. This ain't college, right? And if you give an inch in the NFL, that the opposing team can take a mile. So you got to find a balance. You can't be hero ball. Didn't we just see that last year with a certain number fifty four slash number nine? A lot of but we just in, in but, but we don't have no heroes. We don't. We don't. We don't have. We don't have heroes trying to play hero ball. <laughs> and so I would rather. I, I, you know, That's I'm good. a culture guy, man. That's I'm good. a culture guy. And so you know, the culture there is more of a. To me, I'm just going to tell you what I think it is. Uh-huh. I think it's more of a. Hey, play well, get your contract, and and, and then settle. Mm-hmm. I, I really like Parsons, man. I love the fact that he didn't want to come in. I love the con. I mean, he didn't want to go out. I love the conversation on the phone. I want our team to be affected, infected by that, and we're going to work with it. One, one of the things a guy told me before, he said, man, uh, my son plays football, and he was like, my, you know, he has an attitude. And, he told, and the guy Ooh. told me, he said, well, I'd rather – he said, man, look that here. I'd rather, I'd rather coach a guy down from, from having an attitude problem than coach a docile player up. <laughs> and what I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to say is I'd rather have that guy trying to make every play and I got to tone him, rein him in, then I got to push him out to make every play. I agree. And so I, I want to be, be affected by that guy because that guy's going to make some plays. Now, he's going to be in some bad spots too his first year. You're going to be like, why are you over, over there when the play is over here? We he's can a, teach that out of him. Yeah, he's a rookie. He's a rookie. We're going to teach that out of him. I'll but tell it's going to happen. But I, I, go on. I'll tell you this, B-Bird. 
and I said this on Monday's show, I think, if you, if you recall. If Sean Lee had said that, completely different scenario. Completely, yeah, <laughs> think about it. Completely yeah, different scenario. Because Sean yeah. Lee is heralded as an amazing leader, as a cerebral player, and as somebody you shut up and listen. And, and I said it on That's Monday. Right. I said it on Monday. I don't think that that Micah is, is just one ear, not the other with LVE, because LVE is a, a, a veteran. However, you could kind of see the kind of relationship in that one little shot on, on Hard Knocks where LVE's ha-ha-he-he in it. And my head, don't ha-ha-he-he yeah. it. Hammer it home yeah. so that Micah can understand, you know what, you're right. I'm, I'm going to still fly around out there, but you're right. I got to pick and pick my spot so I don't screw up my teammates, et cetera, et cetera. I guarantee yeah. you if Sean Lee said, hey, Micah, this is what we, what we need to do. Everybody is not – nobody's saying anything about it. And, and, you know, if it was Sean Lee, I probably wouldn't have – you know, I probably wouldn't – I, I, I would I still think I this, but I wouldn't say it. Yeah. <laughs> but let me – so let's go, let go to my next point, man. And uh, I'm just going to say this. I do not trust the Dallas Cowboys with injuries because they always think the best. They always think the best, and then it just gets worse from there. And so I'm hoping that Dak – nothing's wrong with him. But here's the deal. If you, you held him out for rest and he came back, right – Okay, and if everything is good and we're good to go, and Dak said, no, I'm good, man. I don't feel anything. But then why are we getting MRI? Because you see what it's, I'm saying? it's, it's and, normal. I told you. It, that is a normal occurrence. Okay. okay. It's normal. I'm, just, I'm just a little afraid. I'm, I don't trust him, man. I just don't trust him. I, I mean, and you know what? The Cowboys didn't help themselves. Why would you put that tweet out? Hey, you know, it's not a setback. It's not a, yeah, that was bad. All that, all that did was rile up Cowboys Nation even more. And it's, you know, I can't blame you, right? I can't blame you for, for that because we were kind of let down this path against the Eagles with, with Dak where he didn't throw, but it was like, oh, you know, Dak will be fine. No, he wasn't fine yeah. in, in the Eagles game. His yeah. shoulder, literally, yeah, he needed to take off that week. But obviously you yeah. can't because the division was for the line. So, yeah. My guy. Hey, man. so what my my last point, man, would be uh, say this this is when I know that we'll be that that this is going to be a good season. Okay, so what's going to happen in the Tampa Bay game is that we're going to win that game. Okay, that, it, we're going to win that game. I, I have no doubt in my mind that we're going to win that game. We've done it before uh, on a Thursday night Super Bowl. I think it's the Giants would be Giants. I'm not yep. sure. Y'all can check me on that. And so we've done it before. We'll do it again. Now here's the deal. How we respond to that win as, a, as an organization, as a coaching staff, is going to tell me everything I need to know. I because it. I would love for us to win that game and Mike McCarthy to come out and say, hey, yeah, yeah, we won the game, man, but, hey, we got a lot of things to work on. Hey, we got some defensive things we need to stop. There's some third downs we didn't make. I, I don't want a party thrown because that's what Jerry and, uh, and Steven and, uh, uh, and Gary would do. They, they, then they want to have a parade after that. But, see, what you got to do is, and this is why I, I often tell you this, Jimmy is my favorite coach. And I was around for the Landry time. I'm old enough to remember all that stuff. But the thing about Jimmy is I like is that he kept our guys on edge. He wouldn't let them get too high and wouldn't let them get too low. He'd lift them up, and then he'd knock them down. And so what, what we got to do is you got to keep these athletes on edge, man. You can't let them be like, ah, we beat Tampa Bay. We made it. Look what we did. Everybody's looking at the paper and listening to Stephen A and all these other guys. How much? No, don't. don't, uh, No, let's get ready for next week. Hey, no, you didn't play defensive tackle good enough. Hey, look at this. I I need some critique it. Because let me ask you a question. What would Belichick do in that situation? You think he'll be, yeah, look what we, man, he don't do all that, man. They have a 24-hour rule. Now, if I'm not mistaken, the Cowboys have a similar, had it. I don't know if they do under McCarthy, but they had a similar rule. Enjoy it for 24 hours. Get back to I think Monday or Tuesday, 
and and we're back at it. You know, put it behind you. So, I hope they. But but what are we doing though, right? What are we doing after twenty four hours? Are we still walking around with our chest out? I'm, you, you get what I'm saying? Around, I get what you're saying. Uh, the facilities. And, and here's the and thing. I, I get what you're got... saying, and we don't have an experience with that because last year the, the squad was trash. We didn't, you know, <laughs> yeah. we didn't have wins to roll up like that yeah. and feel proud about. I'm not going to feel proud about beating Brandon Allen and and Nick Mullins and and Jalen Hurts. Like three game yeah. winning streak against those bums. Like yeah, you shouldn't have your nose in the air. It, now if you go beat. You know the Rams. You beat the the Seahawks, and you beat all these other guys. Let's see how you respond, like you said. So, uh, yeah, it'll yeah. be interesting. But I love how you said. So we're going to beat the we're going to beat the Bucks, but it's all about how we respond from beating the. Bucks. No, we're, yeah, we're going to beat those guys. But I'm telling you, man, you y'all heard it here first, man. We're going to beat those guys. It's going to beat. Hey, let me tell you why. I'll tell you why I think too, man. Real quick, be Bird. Real quick. I, I will because it's so much for the Super Bowl champion. They got so much to get prepared for. People in town get the ring ceremony, all that stuff. They can hardly concentrate on football, so it's a great time to play them. That's what that's what I think. It's it's going to be tough. I can't. I'm, I'm not going to give hey. away what I think is going to happen yet because again, we're, we got we got shows for that. So um, I think it's going. Well, to be Well, look here, man. It's good talking to you, Sky. Always, man. I love what you call it, brother. All right, you talk. You take it easy, brother. You too, brother. Peace. Uh, my guy, my guy, I love it. He didn't even. He didn't hesitate. He said. So, all right, look, we're going to beat Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but it's going to be about how we respond to beating Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, my goodness. I love it. it listen, I don't want to jump all the way into week one because we're, we're – by the way, this is, again, preseason for us. So, during the regular season, shows will be different. The slates will be different. Monday, Tuesday will be mostly about reviewing the games. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday will be mostly about the opponent. So, we'll do matchups and things like that. But I absolutely love it. I love it. Shane said he has to be a co-host. Yeah, she's saying, I, Shane, I know you're a little bit newer here when it comes to B-Bird. B-Bird call it. He brings it. B-Bird brings it. So I'll let him go. I'll let him go because he brings some some really good stuff to the show. Um, it makes you think. And he he was around during those times. I love when he speaks about Jimmy and, and whatnot. But, yeah, man. Look, look. Already, y'all dropping scores. 38, 31. But slow down. Slow down. Let's, let's, let's build it up. Let's get there. We're still in preseason. All right, man, let's get to Shane's article. Let me just make sure I can get to this. Let's get to Shane's article. Stock up. Stock down. Oh, I forgot to switch these things here, but let me get to Shane's article. Oh, man. There we go. All right, if you guys don't know Shane Carter, you can follow him on Twitter. Shane, drop your Twitter if you want to. Uh, he is our new colleague for A to Z Sports Dallas. You can go to A to Z Sports Dallas or A to Z Sports Dallas dot com and check out a plethora uh, of articles here. And the reason why I wanted to get to his Dallas Cowboys stock of the bubble player so far this season uh, is because, like I said, I had a stock up, stock down segment, but you know the whole situation happened last the other show. But we figured that out, right? We made adjustments. We're good to go. So uh, I said, Shane, go ahead. When you submit that article, I'm going to go ahead and put it on the show. So make sure to go check that out and check out everyone's articles on A to Z Sports Dallas.com. We'll go straight to the stock up, stock down, and we'll talk about it. And I'll get to this last phone call here, and then I'm going to lock it. The conference has been locked. All right, the first stock up was is an easy one, right? Real easy one, Maurice Kennedy. Uh, Maurice Kennedy, to me, is not only is his stock shooting up to make the team, I feel like it's stamped. I think his stock is shooting up to start. 
Now you could say starting is, is a slot. Is a slot starting? Yes, to me, it's a slot cornerback is a starting position. And right now, you'd have to be lying to yourself if you don't think he should be the number three cornerback and a starter on this team. You, you, you'd, be, you'd be lying to yourself. Be lying to yourself. And then his second one was Sean, or not Sean McCain, Rico Dowdle. We talked about Rico in the last game. Rico is RB3 stamped. And Sean McKeon, I love the Sean McKeon stock up because Sean, right now, he's the opposite of Simi Fehoko. Let me, let me, let me, let me get you here. Let me get you here. And again, I'm not down on Simi. I, I absolutely love Simi as a player. I want him to make this team and I don't want to waste. Yeah. I don't really want to waste a pick. <laughs> so I would, I would hope that Simi could start showing some things, but this is why Sean is the opposite of Simi. Granted, it's his second year. He's a guy that had veterans in front of him, Sprinkle, right? Um, but he's a guy that's standing out in practice. He stood out in the Steelers game. Uh, I believe the scrimmage as well. So he's making a name for himself to get put on this team. So whereas Simi's not at this moment. And if he does get put on his team and he continues to have this trajectory where he's just not really being noticed, I think it's more to do with his draft pedigree than anything. Uh, Shane also puts Quentin Bohanna as his stock up. We talked about uh, Q, Big Bo, on Monday after the game. I thought he put together some good tape. Um, some things I did notice because I don't want to. I am a Bohanna stan. Y'all know me. My Twitter is a Bohanna stan account. But I don't want to be Homer ish with Q. I do think maybe his pad level can get a bit high because he's a big guy, 6'4, 330 plus. He's a big dude. So maybe he can work on that. But. I personally think that Q is going to work his way up the depth chart as the season progresses here. Uh, Brian says, Simi has not did anything. Checkmate Simi uh, has no confidence. It does feel that way, doesn't it? And then Brian says, all I see is Simi dropping passes. Yeah. And then this one, Shane. I thought this one right here. I'll let you guys take a look at it real quick. Carlos Watkins. I, again, I apologize to... Maurice Kennedy, I, I guess I got to apologize to Carlos Watkins. I I said that Carlos Watkins was going to be a camp body based off what I saw. But apparently he's getting talked about. You know, the team, Q loves him. DQ loves him. Dan Quinn, uh, he's listed at the top of the depth chart right now. I don't understand it yet, but uh, again, I'm not going to get too caught up in the actual starters on the interior because I know those guys are going to rotate due to how multiple will be up front. Right? We're going to be a multiple team up front. So you'll see Watkins, Neville, Q, uh, uh, Quentin Bohanna, uh, Urban. You'll see all these guys rotating out. Shy says, relax. Simi will show us uh, in more preseason minutes. That's what we want. That's what we want, Shy. And that's what we talked about. Who has more to prove? Simi was a guy. So it's time to step it up. In his uh, stock down, let's get to the stock down. He does have Simi there. Here's a guy, and he's he's listed here right. Boom, that guy right there. Tristan Hill. I almost put Tristan Hill on my stock down. If you go look at mine's here, but I have Josh Ball and Brandon Knight. We'll get to that. But I almost put Tristan Hill on there because... Is he in, he's in a little bit of trouble. Here's why. Carlos Watkins, Oso Digizua, Brent Urban, Neville Gallimore. All guys who can play that three. 
all guys who will play that three. He's two sponsors removed from the guy that drafted him. And he's still hurt. So Tristan's going to have to be a guy that you hope you can stash on the IR. I hope it's not one of those situations where we cut a guy for Tristan and then that guy goes somewhere else that we were relying on. But you got to be strategic about it. Because I believe Tristan does have to be on the roster to be stashed on IR. Now, David, you're doing a bit much here, David. Mr. David, I can't pronounce the last name. I'm going to try to butcher it here. He says, why not cut Jarwin and run with Schultz and developing McKeon? No injuries there and helps the cap. The question is, why not? The question should be, why would you do that? Blake Jarwin is healthy. It's going to help your team. Okay, Jarwin and Schultz are your best tight ends on the team right now. Uh, you don't need to rush McKeon. McKeon was an undrafted guy. You can continue to develop McKeon as a third guy. You can. And injuries may happen as well. So no need to uh, to cut Jarwin there, David. Doesn't really do anything to the cap either. Jarwin's not costing you a ton of money. That that wouldn't be a situation. Shane also has Ben DiNucci, right? Stock down. That's completely obvious. And then Reggie Robinson. Stock down, Reggie. Absolutely. I don't think he makes a team, guys. I think that's a guy you try to cut, get back on the practice squad. Now, I like this part here, uh, Shane. He has stock stalled. Bradley and I. I would I would consider it down, but then we saw what happened the other day with the tweet with Bradley or uh, with uh, Kyle Yeoman. So maybe his stock is just stalled now. Malik Turner. Yeah, the fumble wasn't good. But if we're being honest, Shane, Malik Turner has played better than Semi Fahilgo. We're being real. Where you at? Dorrance Armstrong. I wouldn't consider his stock stalled. Uh, I don't think it's up. I don't think it's down. I don't think it's stalled. I think he is what he is. I think he's safe on this roster. But I would consider Josh Ball a stock down. In fact, again, let's go to it. I think Josh Ball's stock is down because he's going to be out for a while. I don't think you're going to see Josh Ball make this team. Um, I mean, make this team as a guy on the 53. I believe he'll be stashed on IR as well. One of those guys who has to quote-unquote make it to get put on IR because you're not wasting a fourth-round pick. And he showed some promise as a collegiate athlete, but he hadn't been that good good apparently down at camp anyway so he's still working his way back and uh working his way in shape and then this injury happened so i think his stock is down and then freaking brandon knight oh we talk about who has the most to prove i forgot to get to this one naseki knight steel of those three i think it's brandon knight because he's been around for a few years he's been around obviously philbin likes him But against the Steelers, five quarterback pressures allowed. One sack, one quarterback hit. And the sack, he got absolutely obliterated. <laughs> he got absolutely obliterated. Thank you for the donation, Adam Robbins. He says, Simi reminds me of J.J. Ortega Whiteside. They have that similar build. I think Simi's faster, but that is there. They kind of do look alike. So that's stock up, stock down. And we really need to see more from all of those guys 
in the stock down category. Big time. Brian Bradford says, what's been, what's been Danucci's stock? He said, sell it. I hear you, man. I hear you. I hear you. That guy's stock is not down. Way up. CeeDee Lamb's going to be a problem, guys. You're funny, Shane. Shane says, that, C- that uh, Shane dude sounds like a genius. Daniel. Daniel in the chat says, Zeke better get 22 carries a game. Minimum. I don't, I don't need to see that. Let me be honest with you. I think Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, if they can get you a solid 28 carries, 29 carries amongst themselves, cool. If Zeke can get me between 18 to 22 touches in the game, I think you've had a good game. Anything less than 15, I believe it's a problem. I believe we're looking at a, a game where it's a shootout. We're behind. Dak has to throw a bunch, all that good stuff. But if I can get Zeke, 18 to 22 touches, and I can get TP 8 to 10 touches a game, I think you're in a good situation. I don't need I don't need Zeke to be 25, 30 touches a game. I don't need it. Save him for the playoffs. I don't say save him. I shouldn't say use that word. I shouldn't say save him. But make sure you are utilizing Zeke appropriately because like Mike McCarthy said, Zeke is up there in carries. This one thing that is a true... Not necessarily saying, but it's true in the NFL. The more carries these running backs get, the more wear on their body, the the more they decrease as they go on. Now, he's young. He's a buck. He can take all the hits and things like that. But he's also had the most touches in the NFL amongst running backs since being in the league. So you definitely need to have load management. That's right. Checkmate. You got to have load management. That's just real. You run Zeke into the ground. You're not. You're, you're just basically going back to the Scott Linehan days. Hey, we're going to give Zeke the ball 35. Yeah, don't need to do that. You have a very good offense, a very well-balanced offense. And it, I'm not saying Dak needs to throw a bunch. Dak said in his presser, I don't want to have those gaudy stats. I don't need to have 6,000 yards. I want to be balanced. I want to get to the fourth quarter and be able to close it out with a run game. That's what you want. All right, guys, this is the uh, phone call, last phone call of the day. What's going on? 512. What'd it do? It's going good, brother. Thank you, sir. <laughs> we going to beat the shit out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Tell you what y'all did. And, uh, you know, watch went on that rant. And I've been on the hype train ever since. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just uh, wanted to call in, just just say that, uh, and uh, just say hi. Uh, I've been watching your show for a couple months now. And uh, it's it's a lot of good info, a lot of info, and uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you, good sir. Thank you, good sir. I really appreciate it. And, yeah, Vach, if you don't know, Vach – had the tweet, I think, and then you had the uh, live stream where he said, we're going to beat the shit out of the Bucks," And I said, hey, I love yeah. it. We we need to have that kind of energy. We need the Cowboys to have that kind of energy. Um, yeah, me, man. Me personally, I'm, I'm, hey, let's, I'm trying to be level-headed here. 
I'm trying to be realist, like you said. I'm a fan at the end of the day, but, but also I feel like I have a responsibility to you guys to where I'm yeah, not yeah, trying to fill sure. your heads up with fluff and uh, rainbows and Skittles. I want to be, you know, real about the squad. Still, at the end of the day, yeah, I'm yeah. a fan, and I hope like hell we beat the shit out of the Bucks, right? I hope like hell we win the Super Bowl, but I'm not going to come over here and, on here every week and, and, and feed you guys uh, rainbows. I'm just not, you know. There's going to be times where I'm down on a player like a semi or what have you. You might not like it, but that's cool because that's just me keeping it a bean with y'all. Right on, yeah. That we I appreciate that. Uh, I just had one question too. Uh, mm-hmm. What uh, old man was saying about the um, the Michael Parsons LVE conversation, and I kind of felt like that might have been something, like you said, that Sean Lee had said, maybe said to him back mm-hmm. in, uh, when he first started, and he's kind of passing it along. But uh, it did it did seem a little um, playful at the same time too. So. Um, but yeah, I, I felt I kind of felt like that's that was something that came that he was ta- told. You know, he's just passing along to the new rookie. But I love yeah. what I'm seeing from Michael Parsons, man. That that's just kind of like what we've been missing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Dalton Schultz. I like Dalton Schultz because he just seems like more of a fighter. Well, that, uh, if you if you ask me, that's something you don't hear. Darwin seems a little soft. That's yeah. something you don't hear every day. Michael Parsons, Dalton Schultz. Same guy. <laughs> you don't hear that well, too much. I'm just messing with well, you. Well, <laughs> I just I feel like Dalton Schultz had to go in and earn everything he's got and had to fight for everything he's got. And he's done it quietly. Like he he's he he's he's kept his head down and then he just went in there and and, 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 and fought. And uh you know, Mike is just on a different level. Of different level. <clears throat> but I think the mentality is kind of the same. He just Dalton's just gonna be quiet about it. Yeah. Yeah, Micah's different. Micah is something that we've been missing uh, for quite some time at that at that level, and that's a playmaker. Uh, let's just be real. That's why I didn't care about the labeling the position. I don't care what position you play from drafting you in a draft if you're a playmaker. I don't care. Eliminate the whole, oh, he's oh. an off-ball linebacker. And so what? He makes plays. Yeah. Well, and he's versatile. I was watching uh, Talking Cowboys the other day, and Mickey Spagnola said you just need to put a, a – FP next to his name, not LB, just football player. Football that's player. what he is. He's, you could put him anywhere on the field and he'll play that position. I don't normally agree with Mick, but I agree with him right there. That is true. That's absolutely <laughs> true. He's he's what you call when the high school players are coming into the to college and they don't have an, a uh, position. He's an athlete. They list you as an athlete. Yeah. They don't list you at a position. And that's what Michael, uh, Michael Parsons is. Michael can do a multitude of things for you at a very high level. And if he's making plays, who gives a crap what he is? Yeah, I mean, yeah, when you watch Michael Parsons, man, I just, man, you, you could put him, um, he could probably play that, what did they call it, Iron Man football, where he's playing both sides? He, he has. Like, <laughs> he, he literally did that in, in, in high school. He was an all-state running back, absolute beast. It was so funny watching him be a running back, uh, literally watching him uh, play in person. Because he was just so big, so fast, so strong. It looked like he was playing with little kids, which he was. But I mean, like, actual oh. little children out there. He was a man amongst <laughs> boys. He looked more natural playing defensive end. And he looked so awkward as a running back, but not in a bad way. Just like, my goodness. He was like Brandon Jacobs out there. When you see Brandon Jacobs play, oh, yeah. you don't see a 6'4", 260-pound running back. And you just don't see it. So it just looked, it looked funny, but it wasn't funny if you had to tackle him. 
Yeah, yeah. I remember Brandy Jacobs. I did not like him. Yeah, I didn't like playing against Brandon. Brandon was tough. He was tough. <laughs> yeah, he was hard to play against. Yeah. But, yeah, man, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I do think that um, Michael Parsons is going to change our team uh, in the locker room and outside and on the field. But uh, that, that's all I got to say. And uh, thanks a lot for everything you do. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. I totally agree. We talked about it on uh, the very first segment I did with uh, rating the draft, it was that I think pe- Michael was going to surprise you with his, his leadership is tough to say as a rookie, but yeah, he's a guy that I thought was going to galvanize the team. If you want to call that leadership as a rookie, then do it because Dak Prescott did it as a rookie. Why can't Micah do it? I think Micah may do it in a different way. It may be more because he's, he has that youthful feel where Dak had, it was youthful, but it was way more mature. I think Micah's going to raise the level of competition around him because they're going to see this boy gets after it and he's having fun and he's vocal and he could be serious too. And he's hard on himself. He's not, he's not a guy out there that's going to sulk when I say hard on himself. He's not a guy out there that's going to be negative, but he's a guy out there that's going to remain vocal throughout. And you need that sometimes. There's going to be times where it gets rough. And who was that guy last year? Who was that guy the year before? I, I'm trying to, I mean, listen, we know D-Law can get in the locker room and talk. We know Jalen, but I, I listen, I don't believe people believed in Jalen. There really isn't that guy. So I'm, I'm looking at Micah to be that next, that next generational leader for the Cowboys. Sean Lee gone. Sean Lee barely played, but Sean Lee gone. So let's see. All right, guys, look. Y'all know what it is. It's Feel Good Friday. Feel Good Friday. So we want to know what makes you feel good. Going into this weekend. Y'all let me know. I'll get back into these comments here. Uh, Texas Bread said, no damn wonder why I'm missing the streams. A youngster done rebranded. Damn, what rock have I been under? <laughs> Shout out to you, Texas Bread. Yeah, it is a new rebrand. A to Z Sports Dallas dot com, man. Yeah, so... Make sure you check us out. Stay locked, Texas Bread. It's been a while since I've seen you. I actually had another person kind of say something similar. They were like, I, I just found you. Where you been? I, I've been around. And I did take a little bit of hiatus in July to get acclimated to this move. But we are back. And uh, like I said, this is preseason for A to Z Sports Dallas. This is preseason for me um, because we're going to be doing something completely different than what we used to do here on the channel and really what you've been used to seeing in Cowboys YouTube or we're everywhere now. Cowboys YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. It's going to be daily, multiple times a day. We're doing shows and, and videos and things like that. So definitely. Oh, now, 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 now. Did something happen here? I talked all that mess and said, hey, we're good to go. And then boom, this happens. All right, listen, feel good Friday. What is something that makes you feel good today heading into the weekend. Joshua says, makes me feel good that we are fighting over who to keep at wide receiver and cornerback because our depth is legit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wide receiver may have been maybe the deepest I've seen since the Terry Glenn T.O. Patrick Creighton days. Or Miles Austin, was it? 
of Creighton played with. Yeah, Creighton played with Glenn. Yeah, so it may be the, the it may be the most uh, deep since then. Jamie and Cal says no more late night hype. No, no, no. There won't be any more late night hype. Not here. I mean, there may be a reunion. Maybe a reunion. Uh, still, who are your? Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Five roster moves for Tuesday. I'm gonna have to save that. I have to. I'm sorry, Jacob. I hate to be that guy, but I got to do that because I think today is a is a major factor. Tonight, tonight's a major factor, right? Like it's a major factor. I think if a player comes out and plays well, whoever I say they if, say it's that player, right? Scrap it because they're going to stick around longer. This isn't the final roster. It's like you said, it's just five five players being cut. So those five players may be super super down roster guys, Anthony Hines type type guys who aren't going to make this team. So. I'm going to wait. I hate to cop out like that, but I'm going to wait. Uh, Chandra says, Skywalker makes me feel good. Is Vets losing jobs to hungry rookies and Brandon Eagles? Brandon Eagles? Brandon Eagles makes you feel good. Eh. I think Osiris Mitchell, Malik Turner. I like. I think they're playing a bit better. Uh, Gene says, them boys dominate tonight. That would make me feel good. Makes me feel good is uh, we had a great meeting this week with uh, the team at A to Z and my future partner for the game day lives. It's a bit of a hint there. It's probably the most information I gave you guys on the game day lives. But yeah, we had a great meeting this week. Uh, That was fun and exciting. And we are who we can't wait to drop this. It's going to be amazing. Definitely. If we get at this spot, that we're hoping we get for the game day lives. And also, I'm going to have a fun-filled day tomorrow with my lady. I'm going to just be real with you. Well, I didn't mean to do that one. (laughs) That's the one I meant to do. That's the one I meant to do. We got a lot going on tomorrow. I can't wait. And it's really like one of those weekends where it's kind of my last weekend until things, before things start getting crazy. Uh, Next weekend, I'll be out at camp. Friday, Saturday, or the Saturday, Sunday? Can't remember. Or is it two weeks? Two weeks from now, I'll be out at camp. Monday, I'll also be there at Frisco. So trying to enjoy these last two weekends to kind of get into not being busy on the Saturdays and Sundays. Joshua says, yeah, but who would surprise you the most if they play well tonight? Where'd you go? And and would be cut. It'd be Kamara. I beat Kamara. I'm not a Kamara stand account. I just like what I saw. So if Kamara plays well again tonight and he gets cut, I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked. Especially if if uh Bradley and I doesn't show anything. Be that politics playing again. We don't want politics. Yes, Mike Meticulous Details Podcast. Cowboys play tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. There will not be a post-game show here, but on Monday morning, we will. Uh, re- re- recap what happened tonight. Robbie says, caught you toward the end. Keep up the work, the great work, Scott. Thank you, Robbie. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. All right, guys. I think that'll be it for today's show. We went a little bit longer, but that's okay. It's Friday, and it's what? It's what? No good Friday. <laughs> All right, let me press this button, or I won't get the heck up out of here. Appreciate you guys coming through. Monday, 8 a.m. Central. We're back recapping Cowboys Cardinals Week 2. 
Make sure you have a very feel-good Friday, a very good weekend. Stay blessed, be safe, and be kind to everybody. Love you guys. Yes, it is hot, E.T. It's definitely hot. (laughs) Happy Friday, y'all. I want me some glory hope.